Blog Talk Radio. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and I'm here to facilitate your journey of hope. Today, we are talking about the importance of thinking hope, and I will share with you three ways to make life-changing hope connections. And that is something that is so important that we'll find out as we as we talk about how to make these hope connections and also why we should make hope connections. And and the thing is, we all need hope. With so much going on in the world today, and we don't have to look far. We can look all around in our home, we can look around in our community, and we can look in 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 the workplace, wherever we're working, whatever business we may have. We can look around at the schools, especially nowadays of things that's happening and the terror and the violence and the gun violence and the killing that's happening at the schools. Just heard of another incident today that happened in Maryland. I mean, it is so much going on. And sometimes when you see all of these things that's happening, you can get downright hopeless and begin to feel You know, what's the use? There's no reason to go on. And that's why it's so important to think hope and why it is so important to have hope connections and make these hope connections. As I share with people about the upcoming National Month of Hope, and it's coming in April and we're counting down the the weeks and days now because it will be here before you know it, But most of the time, I'm asked the question, what are you guys doing to celebrate the National Month of Hope? And I'm asked, what events, what are you having? Are you having a a soiree like we did when we celebrated our 25th anniversary of Mothers in Crisis? Are you having uh, any workshops like we had the Hope 2.0 workshop? And, And the answer is, we are doing something a little different because this is a nationwide initiative. So since it's nationwide, it's not so much about an event or a local event as it is about public awareness and and allowing people to uh, come to the understanding and realization that now for the first time in the history of the United States of America, we have a month that's been designated and set aside to celebrate hope and recognize hope. And that is our main objective. So along with the uh, public service or or the um, public awareness, I should say, campaign that we're launching, we're going to uh, be featured on several uh, national as well as some local um, radio shows, television shows, and different things of that nature that's coming up. But in addition to that, we are implementing the HOPE 
Challenge, the Hope Challenge, and that's what we're so excited about because the Hope Challenge is far-reaching. It's not about a certain day or a certain event, but it is about something that everyone can do. I'm telling you, I don't care how young or how old you may be, everyone can participate in our Hope Challenge. And our Hope Challenge is simply this. We are encouraging and we are inspiring people to think hope and make hope connections. And that's why uh, I, I, was, I felt uh, inspired of the Lord and felt led to start this Think Hope podcast so that we could get the word out there and, and, and have a little time to discuss and to encourage people as well as explain and then also give the Hope Squad a chance to share a little bit about uh, uh, these hope connections and how to think hope so we can help people to, to not only hear about the challenge and say think hope or make a hope connection, but through this podcast we are we are believing that it's going to help you to actually know how because it's one thing to tell people to do something. It's quite another thing to show them how to do it because if you show them how to do it, then they will be more successful and it will continue spread. So that's what it's all about. We are implementing the HOPE Challenge, and it's officially beginning April the 1st all the way through the whole year uh, of 2018, actually, but we're just kicking it off during the National Month of Hope, and the HOPE Challenge is we are encouraging and inspiring people to think hope and to make hope connections. So for the past couple of shows that we've had uh, prior to this one, on the other episodes, we've been primarily talking about thinking hope and how, uh, how, how thinking hope can change your life and uh, some of the components of thinking hope. So just in the way of review, I'd like to share with you seven principles that we find when we're talking about thinking hope. There are seven foundational principles that apply to thinking hope. And then I'm going to share today's topic as we discover three ways to make hope connections. And I'm telling you, not just any hope connections, but life-changing hope connections. And then we will actually hear from some of the Hope Squad members who are in queue in the studio that they will share uh, some of the experiences that they've had. And I'll share a couple of my experiences as well all to encourage and empower you, those of you who are listening to this Think Hope podcast, to make hope connections as well as think hope. So let's get started. The the seven principles that I want to review about thinking hope, number one is when you think hope, you change your life because as he thinks within himself, so is he. That's from Proverbs 23 and 7. As a man thinketh, so is he. So when you think hope, you change your life. When you think hope, you become hopeful. So that's number one. When you think hope, you change your life because when you think hope, you become hope or you become hopeful. So now you've moved from one state 
of mind to another. Number two, you think hope by seeking the good in the midst of the challenge. And one of the ways you can do that is by asking the question, where is the hope? So in the midst of every challenging or difficult situation, look for hope. Say, where is the hope? And sometimes the only thing that that you can you can say is, I'm still breathing. As long as there's breath in my body, there is hope because that means I have another chance for tomorrow. So when you when you begin to ask the question, where is the hope, you will find the hope in every situation. So that's number two. You think hope by seeking the good in the midst of the challenge. Number three, when you think hope, you can find a solution because the light of hope will illuminate it. So sometimes we can't find the answers to the problems or find solutions for the challenges because we are thinking hopeless. And it's, and, it, and if you start thinking there's no way, there's no way out, there's no way I can change, there's no way this situation can change, there's no way this person can change, then then it closes off all hopes of finding a solution. But the moment you begin to think hope, you engage your brain. And I like to tell uh, the congregants of Turning Point International Chapel Outreach Ministry of Mothers in Crisis that we have to train our brain. Amen. We have to train our brain because whenever you begin to think hope, what you're doing is you are helping your brain to engage in a mode of seeking and finding the answer whenever you begin to think hope. And so that is something that is so powerful within itself. So that's number three. Number four, when you think hope, you become future-oriented. And that's what I said about as long as there's breath in your body, there's hope. You become future-oriented. And you can say things like, I know my change is coming. I know that things are going to get better. So hope is the pregnant expectation that things will work out for the good. So when you think hope, you no matter how bad it may be now or may, no matter how dark it may look at the time, challenging and difficult it may be, when you think hope, you say, well, there's always tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the sun is going to shine tomorrow. And uh, so that's number four. Number five, when you think hope, you don't give up because hope keeps you going. Hope keeps you moving. Hope keeps you afloat. And and hope is what causes your faith to rise. It's like the leaven in the midst of the dough. It it causes it to rise. So when you think hope, you don't give up. Hopeless people give up. They say, "What's the use? I I, I won't even. I can't even. I won't even try." And nothing beats a failure but a try. So you have to try and try again. So when you think hope, you don't give up. Number six. When you think hope, you can connect with others and make hope connections. And that's what we're going to talk about today, uh, how to make hope connections and discover three ways to make life-changing hope connections. And that can only happen 
when you think hope, you must think hope. And once you begin to think hope, you can give hope and you can make these life-changing hope connections with others. And then number seven, which is uh, last but certainly not least, when you think hope, all things are possible. And that's the thing. When you think hope, you know that all things are possible. And you, you understand that though it may not have happened already, there's always another day, and I'm going to think hope because when I think hope, I know that all things are possible. So that is what we have been talking about when we have been talking about thinking hope and what it means to think hope, and those are seven principles of thinking hope. And one of the things that we want to do now is we want to bridge and and go over to the other part of the hope challenge, and that is making the hope connections. And when we're talking about making a hope connection, we need to know exactly what we're talking about when we say make a hope connection. So there are three ways to make hope connections. Number one is through hope chats. Number two is through hope fusions, and number three is through hope spheres, like atmosphere, but it's a hope sphere. And when we're talking about a hope chat, and we're going to spend most of our time talking about the hope chats because that's the challenge. We're challenging people to have hope chats. We're challenging people to think hope and make hope connections by having hope chats. And we are believing that we're going to inspire at least 10,000 or more hope chats throughout the year, and that's 20, the year of 2018, and we're kicking it off in April. So let's talk about the hope chats first because there's three ways, hope chats, hope fusions, and hope fears. So when we're talking about a hope chat, a hope chat is a way to connect with someone one-on-one to bring them hope. And there are seven steps that are the components of a successful hope chat. And if you go by these seven steps and you apply these seven steps, you will have a successful hope chat. And the seven steps simply consist of identify, prepare, go, listen, encourage, empower, and wrap up. And we call it Ip Glee Woo, so we can remember Ip Glee Woo, and that's I-P-G-L-E-E-W-U, Ip Glee Woo, the seven steps to a successful hope chat. And we're going to go into, we're going to go into the seven steps in detail uh, a little bit later, if not today on today's show, but certainly we're going to spend some time uh, talking about each of the seven steps and kind of going a little bit more into more detail about the importance of each. But before we do that, I want to just uh, briefly go over the other two ways that I mentioned. So we have the hope chats, and then we have the hope fusions, and then we have the hope steers. Now, hope fusion is after the hope chat, 
you agree to have ongoing hope conversations to reinforce the positive progress. So it's the ongoing chats that happen between uh, the two people that have come together for a hope chat. And then after the hope chat, you may say something like, well, you know, maybe we could we could get together next week or maybe we could talk once a month. So it's an ongoing uh, hope chat. And the five components, there are five steps or five components to a hope fusion, and that's agreeing, sharing, connecting, continuing, and creating. So that's the hope fusion. And number three, the hope sphere is when groups come together and have these hope chats and create these hope fusions. So that may be at a workplace setting or maybe a church or community or school or family. And that's when you're creating, and instead of, like we say, the atmosphere, you have a hope sphere. So that's where everyone is speaking the language of hope and everyone uh, that's a part of that particular group has agreed to have these hope chats and to share hope with one another instead of the alternative in some cases, which is sarcasm or negativity or hopelessness or any of those things that often lead to terrible outcomes. And and the thing that's so powerful about this is when we're talking about these hope chats now, because that's the first one and that's the one that we're really focusing in on, encouraging people to have these hope chats, we realize that it doesn't have to be something like drugs and alcohol addiction, or it could be. But it doesn't have to be something, you know, serious like someone is about to jump off a bridge, but it could be. But it it could be just day-to-day lifestyle things that that take place, life changes or, uh, I should say, uh, life challenges that we all have. And sometimes we'll get in a position where we're beginning to feel hopeless about a situation, maybe on the job, maybe a relationship, maybe about your children, you know, and in, in money and different things like that where you begin to feel like it's never going to change, I want to give up, I'm, I'm tired of this, and you have someone who is thinking hope who can come along and have a hope chat with you and watch how that will change your way of thinking and change your outlook and change the world by having these hope chats. So we're so excited about that. We are going to take a little break now, and when we come back, I see some hands raised in the queue in the studio, and we're going to bring on a, a couple of the uh, Hope Squad members, Christ Vision Tribe members, to come on and share an incident where they had a Hope Chat with someone and how it went and how successful it was. And, and you know, because one of the things while we're talking about this, we want to look at some real-life applications. So we're going to do that when we come back from the break. Stay with us.
podcast, and we are talking today about how to discover three ways to make life-changing hope connections. And I've shared a, a little bit about how to make those hope connections. Number one is having hope chats. Number two is having hope fusions. And number three is creating hope spheres. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But right now, I'd like to bring on some of the Hope Squad members, one at a time, who have their hand raised in the studio that would like to share about their experience in having a successful Hope Chat. So I'll start with the first hand that I see here. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. Hey, Juanita. Hi, how you doing, Dr. Tompkins? I'm doing doing very well, very well. So I see your hand raised there, and you have a story you want to share with us about a successful hope connection that you had? Yes, um... It was one of my coworkers on the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I was at my desk, several young ladies came to my desk one morning, and one of the young ladies was sharing about an incident that she was going through. So mm-hmm. we all were encouraging her. You know, we were sharing with her about hope, and, and each and every one really shared, encouraged her that yes. things are going to get better. Okay. Now, let me ask you something. Was that the first time you had had a Hope Chat, or did you know what to call it? (laughs) Yes, it's a Hope Spear. Uh Uh-huh. So it was because it was a group of of you guys. Yes. Okay, okay. And let me ask you something. Did the the young lady, did did she receive hope? Yes, she did. And after everyone got finished talking and everything, um, I encouraged her myself, and I gave her a hug, and she did receive hope. And I let her know that it's going to get better. It's going to be a better yes. day. As long as you keep getting up and breathing, there is hope. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Yes. That is that is yes. good. Well, let let me ask you something. Have you have has has anyone ever had a hope chat with you? Yes. A coworker again on my job one on one, and you know she came yes. to me another young lady encouraging me, and I would see hope myself because you know some days we need hope ourselves. We all need hope. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. and that's the exciting thing about this is because it goes both ways. So in order to make so that's what it means to make a hope connection. It flows both ways. You're you're giving hope and you're receiving hope, and sometimes you're on the receiving end, and sometimes you're the one that's giving it, and sometimes while you're giving it, you receive it as well. So it's a, it's like it flows back and forth, that hope. It's, it's really an exciting thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I really needed that day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing, and and uh certainly appreciate all of your 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 help and your support as we are pushing this forward coming up to April the national month of hope is coming up and and uh we're we're going to continue to share 
our hope chats and and make these hope connections. Okay, and so thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. All right. Okay, well, let's see. Um, Let me, I have another hand that's raised there. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, Dr. Tompkins. How are you? Hey, I'm doing very well. How are you, Natty? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've really been um, enjoying um, Think Hope podcast, and I'm glad that you had asked to share our experience with Hope Chats. Yes, 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 yes. Well, do you have one uh, an experience you'd like to share with us? Well, I do. I do. I was I was thinking, um, Dr. Tompkins, uh, about the hope chat that I had when I first knew that that's really what it was, a hope chat, as I was um, mm-hmm. leaving my home one day, and there was a young man that was in my neighborhood, and he had four children. He had lost his job after working there um, about three years, and his wife was very upset with him. She was talking about leaving him and, and you know, really putting him down. And he said, ma'am, I really just need something to do. He had a rake. He was like, I'll, you know, I, I'll do yards. I'll do anything. I just want to try to make a way for my family, and I really need a job, and I just want to kill myself. I just don't know what to do. And at that moment, at that moment, Dr. Tompkins, I had to just dig deep, and I had to, you know, encourage him that things would get better and that there are jobs out there and that, you know, it's somebody who's looking for somebody that's just like him to work. And mm-hmm. that was like my first experience with, you know, trying to just encourage someone that things will get better and they can. Yes. And that was from me, yes. you know, uh, uh, listening to you and you, you know, sharing with us, you know, how to encourage others and to, you know, to think positive. So we can give it back. So, yes. Yes. So, now so you really had to think hope. empower him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So now we see how that thinking hope goes hand in hand with making a hope connection. Because as you're thinking hope, then you'll be able to share that hope. And if you're yes. thinking, if you're if you're listening to the situation and thinking, boy, that is so terrible. That's so bad. There's Oh, I don't know what you're going to do. Then, then, then oftentimes that's exactly what comes across. And uh, and so, you know, no one is hopeful after that encounter. And then I understand that uh, when you shared that, that particular story that the young man did find a job, right? Yes, he did. And he came and knocked on my door and let me know that he had found a job and that same man that was crying and didn't see hope, he was smiling, Dr. Tompkins, and he was empowered and he was encouraged. Yes, yes. And so that's the exciting thing about thinking hope and making hope connections. Thank you so much for sharing. I uh, certainly appreciate all your your work and your support. And as we're going forward and launching this National Month of Hope, 
And so many times people ask, how can I help? What can I do to help you guys? I want to be a part of what you're doing. Why don't you share with them what they can do to be a part of this HOPE initiative and what we're doing uh, to celebrate the National Month of HOPE? Well, one way that they can help is themselves by becoming a a Hope Universe citizen. By becoming a a citizen, they would, you know, go to our website and they would, you know, click on, you know, um, take a Hope Challenge. And when they do Mm -hmm. that, they can be givers of hope as they support Mothers in Crisis Monthly with a tax deductible donation of the 1995, and they would mm-hmm. go to our you know website makeahopeconnection.com and they'll see your beautiful smiling face, our hopeologist, and you'll kind of lead them through the prompts, and we would love their support, and that's what they can do. That's one thing they can do. Become a citizen yes, of hope. Yes, yes. Become a see. Join with us because we're talking about a universe of hope. We're talking about changing the world through hope. Yes. And this is not something we've just started. We've been at this for a while, for a while yes. now. As we celebrate Happy Hope Universe Day every Friday, and and as we've had the uh, the we've traveled around to various countries and encouraging and and spreading hope and sharing hope and sharing our stories of hope. And if you'd like to be a part of that, you can become a citizen of hope. So, yes, just as Nettie said, go to makeahopeconnection.com and find out more information about how you can become a citizen of hope so that you can not only help support mothers in crisis with your tax-deductible donations, but you can also become a giver of hope, and you can become one that is thinking hope and helping others and empowering others to make hope connections as well. Thank you so yes. much for sharing. Well, you're and, welcome. Uh, we'll and I'm proud to say that I am a citizen of hope as well. <laughs> yes, 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 you are, and I am too, and <laughs> and we want to get as many citizens of hope as possible. Thank you so yes. much, and God bless you. All right. You're welcome. So as you guys can see, we are excited, and we and we do have uh, many ways. We've we've thought about it, we've prayed about it, we've been working uh, out in this venue for a while now. Um, as a matter of fact, some people ask me, well, what is a hopeologist, and how did you become a hopeologist? Well, it's been over 27 years in the making, over 27 years, and that's. And that's whenever I started Mothers in Crisis Incorporated and uh, was able to help over 10,000 families to become uh, empowered and off of drugs and alcohol and in so many other instances, so many different things as their life changed all through the power of hope. And not only that, I was changed, my life was changed through the power of hope. And I have a testimony, a story of hope and how when, whenever my daughter came along, my whole life changed because she represented hope to me as my baby girl. And now she is 30 years old this year, and I am 31 years clean, and we're continuing to just, to just share hope. So a hopeologist is basically someone who changes the world through hope, who's filled with hope, who shares hope, and who empowers others 
to to share hope and spread hope and believe in the power of hope. So when we're talking about having a hope chat, that's what we're talking about, three ways to make life-changing hope connections. And when we're talking about having a hope chat, there are seven steps to having a successful hope chat. So I'm going to briefly go over those, and then I'm going to uh, – I see a couple of more hands in the in the queue uh, in the studio room there um, that uh, of the Hope Squad members who could share, who will share a little bit uh, from their own personal experience of successful Hope Chats. So now number one is identify someone who needs hope. And one of the ways that we can identify someone is really looking around. If you really look around, you seek and you look around your family, your neighborhood. You look around your work environment, your church or synagogue. You look around, you know, everywhere, sometimes in the grocery store in the park, seek someone, identify someone who needs hope, and pray about it. Seek the Lord and and allow him to lead you to someone who needs hope. And then number two, you must be prepared for the conversation. So number two is prepare. And two things, uh, two components of preparation Turn on your belief that things can get better, and that is faith. And put on your unconditional love. So this this hope that we're talking about is upheld by love, and it's upheld by, and the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, chapter and 13th verse, that these shall remain forever, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So in your preparation, you must put on belief or faith, and you must put on unconditional love. Then number three, you must go. Go. You have to go, or if someone comes to you, then that's your going. You're ready. And so in other words, it's action time. It's ready, set, go. It's, it's action. So you, you, you go to them. You look them in the eyes. And you say something like, I care about you, and I want to check in with you to see how things are going. So, so in other words, that action part is communicating your desire to see how they are and how things are going with them. You're, you're communicating the fact that you care about them. And then uh, number four, you listen. You you listen to, to, to what they have to say, and you don't just listen any kind of way with your phone out and looking all around or listening with a stern, you know, face. You listen with a hope face, and a hope face is a face that's smiling and a face that's warm and, and easily entreated. And then after they finished sharing, you encourage. That's number five, encourage and you may say something like, I can understand why you might see things that way. And then you ask them deep down, what do you want most? So you're wanting to find out what they want. 
And then you listen to what they say and you empower. That's number six, you empower. And you ask them, may I share? I have an idea, may I share it with you? You get permission to share whatever it is that you see that may be able to help them. Maybe that's a that's your that's your chance now to give them some advice, but you want to ask for permission, so you're empowering them with whatever you say to them at that point. And then after that, you wrap up. And you wrap up and you might say something like, "Just know I'm here for you. I believe that things are going to get better." And you may even say, and it's okay if you do, remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope, and you are breathing. And so those are the seven components of a successful hope chat. And one of the things we know is that whenever you have these hope chats, it's like sowing seeds. You are like a farmer, and you're sowing seeds. It's, you know, you never know where, when they're going to produce fruit. One man plants, one waters, but it's God that gives the increase. So it's not about what happens. It's about the fact that you're willing to share this hope, and you would be surprised at what happens on the other end. When I was thinking about today's show, I thought about a hope chat that happened uh, with me long time ago, and I hadn't thought about this for a while. It's been a while before since I thought about this particular hope chat that happened with me uh, years ago when I was in college. And I was in the social work department at FSU, Florida State University. And, and as many of you all know my story, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and I had a lot of struggles that were going on in my life at that time. And... Um, and I had a professor by the name of Dr. Barbara White. I loved her, uh, and she she was one that really cared. You could just tell by the way she taught um, her, you know, her subject matter. But but one time, I, she called me to her office, and I had I was turning in papers during that period, and I wasn't even reading the papers. The papers were really terrible papers, and I was turning them in, and I was somehow getting you know, maybe a D or something like that, because I could always write. So even when I wasn't trying, I could write, but it was just, you know, just not typos. And, you know, back then we didn't have the computers and all of that. So it was, a, it, it, it was really not good. It was not a good presentation that I was turning in. So she called me into her office, and she, she looked at me, and so she said, so, um, you know, I just wanted to talk to you about your papers. And uh, I don't remember exactly what she said verbatim, but she did say to me, uh, I know you could do better. And, and, and that sparked something inside of me. That, was, that, that gave me hope because in, in, in reality I could do better. And as a matter of fact, because she said that to me and she, she cared enough to talk to me and not just, you know, keep giving me those low grades and, keep me, you know, just continuing that way, she took the time and shared hope with me, and I started doing better. I started turning papers in that I actually took time to read and to make sure there weren't all these mistakes and things of that nature, and I started getting uh, grades like B's and some A's rather than the D's and the C's. And so I thought about that today. I say, wow, Dr. Barbara White, 
she she was once the dean at, at FSU School of Social Work until she moved away. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful woman. But she gave us, she had a hope chat with me. That young, you know, twenty year old young lady who was just running wild, but yet and still, by the grace of God, I was in college and 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 God used her in that way. So you never know. I, I share that story to tell you it's the seeds that you sow. It was years, years later that God finally, you know, delivered me and got me on the right track. But those seeds helped along the way. And that's what you have to look at it, that whenever you have these hope chats and you bring hope to someone, you are planting seeds that now God can water and their lives can change. Okay, well, I look at the time here. We are almost out of time, but I would like to bring on one more of our Hope Squad members who have seen your hand for quite a while. And uh, let's see here. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, Dr. Tompkins. Hey, how are you? Very well, thank you. Okay, can we get a quick um quick uh, story of, of of a hope a successful hope chat you've had, Millie? Absolutely. Um there was a student who I saw was down face uh, last fall semester and I mm-hmm. said, you know, what what's going on? It was during final exams and she said, "Oh, I don't know, this teacher and this stuff. I'm not getting the thing and it's just becoming overwhelming because she was also a mother, you know, of several yeah. children home and all that stuff as you know." And a wife. So going through all that and and trying to face her exam, I said, well, what is it really that, you know, is going on? And so Mm -hmm. she just explained to me, I'm not getting all the information I need. And and it's just overwhelming being wife, the student, the mother, all these things I got to do. And I said, you know what? I really mean this when I say this. It is going to get better, and as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Do you believe that? And she said, yes. I said, do you mind if I pray with you? She said, oh, yes, please, go ahead. So I prayed Mm -hmm. with her and hugged her, and she became better. Uh, The next day she said, I'm doing so much better. Wow, that is powerful. So you just saw that, and you were prepared you were thinking hope, and then you gave hope. You planted those seeds of hope. Thank you so much for sharing, Millie. We certainly appreciate you and all of your hard work that you do as Praise well with God. the Hope Squad and the, and the Christ Vision Tribe. Okay. Thank God you, bless. Well, we have heard from so many, and we have heard so much good information tonight about how thinking hope and making these hope, having these hope connections and hope chats are life-changing. So come back next week, and we're going to continue to talk about making hope connections and how we can literally change lives through the power of hope. God bless you, and I look forward to being with you on next week.
Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Hope.